get ready to strap on your boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I have a special guest with me, Joseph Park. He's a strategic partnership manager from Bybit, which is the third largest cryptocurrency trading platform in the world. Thanks for coming to the podcast, Joseph. Hey, Jason. Thanks so much for having me today. Very, and, very excited to be here. Cool, man. And you're, you're in Singapore, right? Yeah, I'm currently staying in Singapore for a while. Um, yeah, but it's a beautiful country here. And you said it's like perpetually summer, right? So like it's like always hot. I, I am jealous because we don't like the winters over here. <laughs> oh, man. For me personally, I love kind of like cooling weather. But once you get here, it's pretty humid. So gotcha. uh, yeah, next, next time when you come here, maybe we can go for a drink or something. Yeah. And if you come to Philadelphia in the wintertime, bring your jackets uh -huh. and your gloves and your hats because <laughs> it's going to be cold. <laughs> right. We'll take note of that. We'll take note of that. <laughs> Speaking of the cold, um, you know, Bitcoin has cold storage. There's, uh, you know, um, cryptocurrency exchange storage. And you can basically store Bitcoin in a lot of different places. So mm -hmm. tell me your thoughts on Bitcoin as a store of value and why people think that it's worth something. Ah, right, right. Okay. So the thing is, it, I, I believe it, the whole thing is supposed to go down to you know blockchain. Blockchain technology itself is really amazing, right? But most of, most of the people don't actually understand how blockchain works. And most of them are just in the crypto because of the money itself. It's where the money is flowing into right now, and it's just a good place to make money if you're if you're in it. So, in terms of store of value, uh, it's it's a tricky question to answer because uh, let's compare it to gold, right? On on Earth, we have a finite amount of gold, right? It uh, one day we will run out of mining of or the gold. On a monthly basis, we have how much amount of gold we are mining, the rate we are mining, and we know roughly by when we will finish mining Bitcoin out. Uh, Finish mining gold, and based on that rate, we can you know roughly calculate the gold value, right? Uh, and of course, there are other usage of uh, usage of gold, which will be the fundamental you know understanding of gold. But that's the idea of Bitcoin. Bitcoin, we do have a, a finite amount of Bitcoin, which is twenty one million. Right now, we have about eighteen million plus Bitcoin. Uh, but on a month, uh, on every ten minutes, there is uh, there is six point two five Bitcoin that's being mined. And, and this is hard. And there's also like how many millions of Bitcoin that are lost forever, correct? I mean, there's like three, exactly. to, three to four million, I think, is the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it should be about 20 to 30 percent. That's that's missing. That's a lot. But yeah, that is a lot. And to be honest, we, we will never know the exact amount because there are long term holders who never ever touch it. Right. Like, for example, Satoshi, the founder of Bitcoin, he, he, he hasn't touched his Bitcoin at all. So we so don't even know. He's at a million. He's... Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. It's <laughs> a lot of Bitcoin. So, yeah, exactly. So for Bitcoin, back to how halving happens every four years and the supply drops by half, it means we have a long way to go. So based on the limited amount of supply, we roughly know uh, that Bitcoin value has to go up. The main reason is because of the miners, right? Right. So miners, when they're, when they're overall Bitcoin, amount of Bitcoin earnings is going down by half every four years, they cannot be expecting to earn same amount of Bitcoin in US dollar when the US, uh, when the value of Bitcoin is going down, they for, will be expecting to earn more. And for the listeners out there, a miner is someone who has a powerful computer, mostly called ASICs, which uh, basically it's just a computer that's running algorithms all day, solving mathematical problems to earn Bitcoin, process the transactions. If you're sending, receiving or buying Bitcoin, the machines that the people all around the world are running are the ones that are powering what's called the Bitcoin network. 
So, uh, yeah, and, and the having happened in May 2020, it's going to happen again in May 2024, and we'll be down into 3.1 Bitcoin per block, yeah. which is it's going to be, you know, and, and, and people think that's when there's going to be the next frenzy. So do you think that that's why the price rose so dramatically this year? I mean, it was a combination of like Tesla announcing it bought $1.5 billion, but also the having took place. Do you think that that's why the price went to 60000 so quickly? Right. Uh, so I believe when it comes to uh, Bitcoin prediction and the price prediction, it's it's a very tricky because we'll never know the, what the upper limit is. So nowadays, I believe many people are using like stock to flow model because, you know, originally it's from stock market and gold and all that. So it's the, it's very relevant. It has been working very well for over the past 12 years. Right. It's been pretty accurate um, in turn. So based on that uh, fact, um, Store of value, yeah. I, I'm so sorry. Maybe I should go back to that question. For sure. store of value, yeah. So Bitcoin, of course, it's a finite. Uh, there's a finite amount of Bitcoin. There's an amount of Bitcoin. Uh, how many how many Bitcoin we can mine every you know every ten every ten minute and things like that. But there is an actual usage of Bitcoin. So if you want to send a amount of like, let's say ten thousand dollars to, for example, like South Korea or Japan, right, or over the weekends, you will actually have to wait for a long time. You know, Saturday, Sunday, on Monday, they will start processing. Maybe if they're early, they will, they will finish their pro- uh, transactions by Monday or Tuesday, and there will be bank transfer fee as well. Besides that, if the, let's say you're sending money to somewhere, let's say, you know, developing country, that uh, the bank feel that it's, it, it's very weird transactional activity, they will even cancel it, cancel it, and you will have to pay for transactional fee again, and you will have to wait again. Although it's your money, there's a third party, you know, like controlling your money. The whole idea of cryptocurrency, it actually changes this whole thing. So you can send your money anytime with very little fees, very negligible fees. Of course, if you're using, like, for example, Ethereum, there will be high fees for now. For but now. There yeah. Are, yeah, for now. But there are other, uh, other uh, altcoins with very good protocols whereby, you know, the transactional fees are almost negligible. So, yeah, and, and speaking of altcoins, which brings me to my next question, why mm-hmm. are there so many of them? There's like a thousand of them. You know, a lot of them do the same things as other coins. Some people say, well, why do you need 10 that does, you know, uh, you know, gaming? And why does why are there 10 of them that do mm-hmm. a not anonymity, privacy coins? And why are there 10 of them that do, uh, you know, NFTs? And like, why are there so many different coins that do so many different things? Like, why not just have like one for each industry? And are they right. really that are they really that useful because people there's a lot of bitcoin maximalists that don't believe mm-hmm. in other coins and then there's people that don't believe in bitcoin and they believe in the altcoins so like <laughs> why, why are there so many and why do we need them that's the real question right um i believe we will only have more and more tokens because you know right now if you want to create your own token it, it just takes it's 5 easy. minutes right <laughs> like within, like within the next 30 minutes you can create your own token and um, of course, the functionality of the token will depend on the white paper and things like that. But um, you can say it this way. So in future, I believe when any business, no matter how big the size of the business, it is very possible that every business will have their own token, like a cryptocurrency token, right? So, so it means as time passes, right now we have, I, I'm not sure, is it 1,000 or 10,000? Uh, but It's a lot. There's a lot yeah, of coins it, out there. It is a lot. If you go into, if you go to like CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap, you yeah. see so many tokens. Like every few minutes, every one hour, there's a token like being released. So you're, so you're making you're making it sound like so. 
I, I come from a web development and mobile app kind mm -hmm. of, that's my background. And I remember there was a moment in time in the, in the early 2000s, elite, well, actually, yeah, when the iPhone came out and, the, and apps started coming out, I noticed that people started advertising a service of your business needs a mobile app, right? And it wasn't mm -hmm. really a mobile app. It was more like a web-based kind of like, you know, adaptive, responsive kind of mobile app that your business had that made it right. work on phones, right? And every business got this mobile app. So now you're making exactly. it sound like at some point in the future, every mm -hmm. business will have a cryptocurrency token to do business with. So it might just be an inevitable stepping stone is what you, you're saying, right? I mean, yeah, that is one of the possibility. But what I was uh, really saying was internally, they might have their own token. So let's say there is a... Oh, internally. Yeah, so let's say there's a website or a, like a shopping mall, shopping mall website. And for example, let's use an example as an Asian uh, platform called Shopee, right? There is a point that are given to users when they shop on their website. And they can, and the users can use those points to get discounts on their next purchase, you know? So it is very yeah. possible. Yeah, this, this kind of like and, and, and that, companies. That, and that opens it up to a lot of third world countries, like you said, like people that can't afford a bank account or they don't have a credit card or they don't have good mm -hmm. credit. They can just use a token. Yeah. And, and, and let's say a company can, can issue, uh, instead of getting points, they can give their users a token. And the, and the users will receive this token. So this means every business there is, they can actually come up with their own token for their own, you know, transactions between their clients and the company itself. So yeah, just yeah. like the just like the latest rumor that Amazon was going to start accepting cryptocurrency, which caused Bitcoin to go up, and then they denied yeah. the rumor, and then it went back down again. But if Amazon <laughs> accepts Bitcoin, and if they create their own Amazon coin, which it sounds like they're probably going to do one of these days. Then, like mm -hmm. you said, if you do a review for a product mm -hmm. that you bought, maybe you'll earn one Amazon coin. And then you keep doing the reviews, you earn coins, and then maybe you can start using those coins to buy stuff on the platform. So that makes exactly. a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it is very possible. So I, I believe as time passes, we will just keep having more art coins. And, uh, you know, it, is just, it would just become a matter of which coin has a good protocol. So, you know, right. like, for example, Ethereum has a smart contract, right? Right. Matic, Matic is a very good protocol as well. I'm not suggesting any tokens, but I'm saying... No, yeah, financial want, no financial advice. No financial advice. No financial advice here. <laughs> but then, yeah. But if you want to get into tokens, it, it is best for you to get into tokens with good protocols and very good fundamental, right? Right. And so, the team the team matters, right? The team, if, team they're, matters. If, if, if they're committing a lot of code to the GitHub repository, you can check that mm -hmm. stuff. How yeah. supportive is the community? Is there Discord full of like, you know, 30,000 people who are constantly marketing the product and supporting the team, using the beta that they might be launching, mm -hmm. things like that. I always look for software. How does the software work, you know? And um, and then when it comes to altcoins and Bitcoin and Ethereum, you're mentioning uh, Matic, you know, Polygon and like all these other coins that there's like a thousand of them. How yeah. do you know, how do you learn how to be a trader in order to trade those cryptocurrencies? And what's the best, right. what are the best methods for someone to get involved with it? How do you avoid mm -hmm. losing money? Um, what are your suggestions? Right. Okay. What are my suggestions to become a good trader? Good trader, yes. correct? Yes. Right. Okay. So as most of you, as you know, I, I, I'm in crypto exchange. So as a I, I can't really give financial advice, but what right. I can do is as a, you know, like I used to trade a lot, okay. uh, like in Forex and uh, of course I still do trade of 
uh, like crypto occasionally. Okay. Um, so maybe I can just give my own thoughts, right? Yeah, for, of course. For traders, yeah. So I believe the most important part is you need to have an edge in, in, in trading. So in order for you to find an edge, you need to have a backtested historical data. So you need to backtest your trading strategy on the past, let's say, past five years, past 10 years, and it needs to have edge on a monthly basis with a drawdown that is acceptable by the trader. Because, because you know, if you are in, when it comes to trading, you can easily create a system that's massively, uh, you know, like profitable. Like within, like every year you're doing like 10,000%. But this kind of thing can be created just because, you know, the system is based on car-fitted model. So if a trader just, you know, uh, it, it's very fake because uh, let's say there's indicator A that's giving you an indication that it's a good time to enter a trade. Right. But um, it can, it's designed in such a way that if you were to change the value by like one point from the current place, it would, it would immediately drop all, all of your profit by let's say like 5% or 10,000%, right? Wow. So yeah, so this kind of thing is very dangerous, which is why if you get into a uh, let's say trading bot, there are many scams. Like let's say, you you know, if you look at Forex industry, there are many scams whereby there's so many expert advisors which are like trading bots. But these bots does not account for those periods when the bot is not making money, but it's only accounting for the periods when it's making money. A bull market, basically. Exactly. Like very trend-based and stuff like that. So if you are, if you want to be a good trader, you need to have an edge in your trading system that's consistently making money it doesn't have to be every every day, you know. It's 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 a numbers game, right? So as long as, like, for example, you you have a good risk to return ratio, let's say one to two, and your win rates are more than fifty percent, you will make money. But it's not stable enough. Right. So what are your drawdowns on a monthly basis or weekly basis? If you're a hedge fund manager, you, uh, daily drawdown will be very important as well. So technical analysis is very important. The next part is the fundamental. So if you know Bitcoin is going down, but you're getting a long signal, should you be longing or should you be not doing anything? Right. Should you be just holding the coin and waiting for it to go back up again? Uh, it depends. It depends. If you're a hodler, yeah, you can have a long-term point of view. You know, every four years, Bitcoin is very unique. We have a halving, halving period, right? Every four years. Every that four indicates years, right? it's, you know, when to get in and when to get out. We roughly know that... Um, after halving happens, Bitcoin will most likely get into bull market. And the bull market will last about, let's say, 500 to 700 days, for example, right. for the upcoming ones. Uh, this depends. This really, really depends. But that is the expected you know, days. Like, let's say, 300 to 700 days, expected bull run period. So you just know that uh, you know, after halving happened at the point of 500 days, is it a good time to buy Bitcoin? I don't know. But personally, I wouldn't. Right. You, would sell it. Because, you would sell it, wait for it to go down, and then you could buy more cheaper or just don't do yeah. anything. Just wait. Yeah. I believe dollar cost average is very important. But if you want to do dollar cost average very effectively, do the dollar cost average at the very early period, like uh, when the when the uh, halving is happening. Like, for example, the next one is 2024. Right. Find the exact month when it's happening. And then around that time, do most of your dollar cost average. And in the following days, you can do dollar cost average slowly or you can take profit slowly dca of taking profit so that's one so people people are always afraid to take profit because they think that if they sell it mm -hmm. and then it goes up that they should have waited so that's always the tough you know so so how do you know when i mean i know it's hard to answer this but how do you know when to sell it 
at the right time. And you're saying it's to time it based on the having, right? So mm-hmm. sell it when you see it going up in a bull market and then knowing that the having happened, then it's going to go back down again. Right. So I think if you, I think it's very different, uh, depends whether you want to become an investor or uh, a trader. So if you're an investor, I believe you can use, uh, let's say, Harving as your as your information or on-chain right. data, right? Like actual data from on-chain so that uh, you're using uh, relevant data uh, instead of, you know, like some of the indicators. I would not mention which indicators, but this kind of indicators will tell you exactly when to buy and when to sell. But right. these are very curfitted. It's our moving average, and you know, moving average is very over uh, curfitted. Like yeah, the Fibonacci and the Tenkin yeah. and the Kijun, the TK crosses, and all that stuff. Right, very, so, very subjective. But if yeah. you're using on-chain data of how many traders, uh, how many people, uh, long uh, long-term holders who has more than one thousand Bitcoin are holding, and how many of them are selling, and how right. fast is this number changing? For example, an example of on-chain data: what is the break-even price? Uh, break-even price of Miners, for example, we know that if Bitcoin hits bottom, that's most likely where the bottom price is going to be, right? So, for example, let's say on uh, like miners' break-even price is at nineteen thousand dollars. Of course, when the sell-off happens, it can go, let's say, even like thirty percent, even lower than uh, miners' break-even price. So we can roughly calculate, oh, that's where the miners' break-even price is. Uh, so Bitcoin cannot go much, like let's say, like fifty percent or eighty percent lower than the miners' break-even price, right? Right. So, Makes sense. so di- yeah, so this kind of my, uh, like on-chain data is is important for for investors, in my opinion. But if you're yeah. a trader, I believe you need to use both fundamental uh, on-chain data as well as your TA. Your so strategies, yeah. yeah, so for example, like your TA needs to give you a long signal and your FA, fundamental analysis, also needs to give you a long signal. Also, like, you know, traders always talk about having a psychology and all that, right? right like of course. Really, yeah, but um, the, 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 end memes, of the, the all the memes that get circulated. <laughs> yeah, all the memes. But I'm telling you, even if you have the, you know, even if you have the psychology of like, let's say a rock or even like God, God level psychology, yeah, if yeah, you're, yeah. If your trading strategy doesn't have an edge, you would just end up losing money. Right. It, it, it's really and, just and, that. And you can earn a decent, like you said, you can earn money trading, maybe not daily, maybe it's weekly, maybe it's monthly, maybe it's like, you know, you're earning some, but you can lose all of it in one bad trade. And that's the that's the big risk, right? Is yes. you can earn, you know, because, you know, we've all done it. We've all traded and made money consistently and then boom one bad trade it's all gone and we're like oh man it's all that yeah. time was wasted so you you know you really got to be careful i think your your idea of you know doing it consistently using the the fundamental analysis and the on-chain analysis like using both the ta mm-hmm. and on-chain that's a good way to look at it because you're you're kind of backing yourself up properly you're not just going with one strategy you're going with both to make sure that you're doing the right thing and um, I guess you you currently you work at Bybit, so you're, you're going to say that Bybit is one of the better platforms mm-hmm. to operate on. Like, tell me a little bit about why Bybit is such a great cryptocurrency platform to trade on. Right. Um, of course. So in, in this comparison, was I will not mention the exact names of other exchanges. Sure, I will just sure. use Bybit as a comparison. Right. Yeah. So there are many great exchanges. Bybit is currently top three in terms of trading volume. So on Bybit, we are very specialized in derivative products. So it means leverage trades, right? Leverage so trading. It, that's, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, leverage trading. Um, if you're a great trader, 
uh, leverage is really good way to make money. But if you are not very good and you're, uh, let's say you're not experienced enough, it's, there's a very high likelihood that most of the retail traders actually lose money. So, so this is something that everyone should take note of and they should be, you know, they should acknowledge. For Bybit, one of the main reasons why Bybit is so good, in my opinion, is because we have a very good customer service. Unlike any other crypto exchange whereby, you know, you have to wait for hours or even days, days to speak with yeah. the customer service or let's say your money is gone. You need to, you know, uh, get the information fast from their customer service or their internal team. You can you can get it right away. You have to wait for a few days, which doesn't make sense. On right. Bybit, it's it's immediate. Of course, when wow. there's a high when there's a high traffic, of course, it can take like waiting time can take up to three minutes. But most of the time, it's about 45 seconds waiting. And that's... Wow. Yeah, and that's really rare in that's crypto. That's lightning fast. Yeah, exactly. So our, in Bybit, we do put our clients first. That's the highest priority. So that's one. Another one is liquidity. So uh, many retail traders may not know the full definition of liquidity and how it works, but liquidity is really, really important. So let's say you want to sell, uh, for example, let's say you want there are 10,000 Bitcoin that needs to be stored on the exchange. But if the exchange doesn't have liquidity, the price could potentially like drop 50% and then pump up 50%, right. which is why sometimes, you know, we have something called candle weeks, right? Um, uh, just yesterday on 26th of July, when the Bitcoin was pumping, uh, yep. you know, um, it went to 40,000 and then it went back to 36,000. Yeah, exactly. On one of the exchange, uh, BTC uh, inverse perpetual, they had uh, whereby, you know, the price actually pumped up to $48,000. Wow. Although in the spot price, the price didn't go even above, you know, 41, right? So right. this kind of bad liquidity actually uh, takes huge part in trade in traders' behavior, because a trader's journey. Because, you know, you can be right, but just because of the exchange issue or the market maker's issue, uh, you, can, you can potentially lose money that you should not have lost. So right. that's one. Yeah, and another thing is Bybit, um, of course, the frequency of the candle weeks is very important. Bybit has the least. It happens very, very rarely. Um, hmm. I believe until now, we only happen like once or twice. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, so it, that's, a, if, that's, impre- that's impressive because if you go on Twitter and you read about other exchanges, right, they are constantly having outages, outages when when the coin price pumps or it crashes people are locked out of their accounts people yeah. can't trade people can't um you know close out their orders and people are just complaining 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 all mm-hmm. across the internet about it and it happens every single time it's not just <laughs> once you're saying it only happens once or twice no these guys it's happened a hundred or a thousand times you know so that's impressive that's impressive yeah so stability is really important and um i can assure you that no other exchange um so this is one of the main reason why i decided to join bybit as well because you know bybit is one of the only exchange whereby it really focuses on the clients and actually right. compensates the traders if the if the traders lose money because of system error or let's say the candle week was because of uh, because of Bybit's fault, for example. Oh, I see a little dog behind you. That's Wolfie. That's that's my Doge. My Doge. Oh, your Doge guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wolfie. Yep. Yeah. So as I was saying, uh, Bybit was the only exchange that actually compensated the users for the losses they suffered. And unlike other exchange whereby they only post on you know Twitter saying that oh this was the issue. Sorry, but here's the reason. You know, they right. That's all they do. They just state the reason. 
but it's actually uh, people lose a lot of money, and it's it's yeah. really hard to earn money. Right? People people not only lose their money, they lose their life savings. People yeah. have lost their houses. People have lost their wives because they left them because they lost all their money. Like the stories are endless on on people losing a lot of money on crypto. So that's why. Our suggestion here is to be very careful what you do. Yes. Only invest what you're willing to lose. That's Don't right. go all in. Do a lot of research. Learn some technical analysis. Choose a platform like Bybit where they have really good customer service, where they help the customers and just make sure that you know what you're doing, that you don't just think you're trying to get rich overnight because it's very difficult to do that. It takes time to become a trader. It takes time to earn profit. And if you're concerned about losing money and you're not sure what to do, like Joseph and I said, just buy and hold mm. and don't trade. Just wait five years. I have a friend who, who literally has been buying Bitcoin for the past year. She's a single mom. And she's been buying Bitcoin for the plans that when her son turns 21, he's only one year old. Oh, when he turns 21, she's going to cash in whatever she has. And I'm like, by then he's going to be a millionaire Yeah, <laughs> 20 years from now. I mean, how many having us five havings? I mean, come on. Like, so I'm like anybody out there who wants to who wants to become a millionaire, buy Bitcoin and Ethereum and other coins now and hold them for 10 or 20 years. <laughs> that, that is true. That so, is true. You know, but we, we all think short term, like, you know, one year, two years, three years, mm. four years. So, but yeah, so that's great. Joseph, it was a pleasure having you on this podcast. I'm sure people learned a lot. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with the public in terms of, uh, you know, philosophies or any kind of words of inspiration or encouragement in the crypto world? For those of you who are trading and, you know, uh, buying into cryptocurrency, just one thing I can let you know is we studied in college for like four to five years. Uh, three to five years to get a to get a job they can pay us on a monthly basis many many traders they want to learn how to trade within like one week or within two months to make a fortune out of it it's it's just practically it doesn't make sense right it's impossible yeah exactly so if you if you're really serious about being a trader successful trader you will have to put in a lot of time and of course uh uh, manual trading is good, but I would suggest you to learn a bit of coding so that you can automate, automatically backtest your trading strategy. So for right. you to actually, you know, get out of the human state and be a full machine when it comes to trading. And nice. Yeah. So yeah, have an edge. Awesome. Yeah, have an edge in your trades. Do involve fundamental understanding of how how the cryptocurrency and the stock market works and uh, how the U.S. dollar index works because Bitcoin is valued in U.S. dollar. You need to understand how the U.S. dollar is like because it will affect, affect the Bitcoin price. So absolutely, that, that's, awesome. that's all my thoughts, man. Thanks again, Joseph. This was great. And um, hopefully everyone out there listening or watching has learned a thing or two. Happy trading. Good luck. Don't lose your money. Be careful. None of the, th none of the stuff we talked about is financial advice in this mm -hmm. um, episode. And we'll see everybody in next week's episode. Thanks for listening. If you learned something in today's episode, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, on Amazon. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. Also, you can support this podcast by leaving me a positive review and also by visiting patreon.com slash strap on your boots to become a member and get bonus material. See you in next week's episode.